Oh yeah, that sounds great. Yep. Well, you, it doesn't have any choice but to sound great. You know, this is what <laughs> Buzz podcast. Yeah, this is the best show around. Are you kidding? <laughs> yeah, and we got Mike Messier with us tonight. Absolutely. Yeah. Back, back home where he belongs. Yes. Thank you. Out of the world of phony wrestling. <laughs> wrestling. <laughs> wrestling, like they used to call it in the good old days. Yeah, we'll talk about that for just a couple of minutes. I got to catch up on the stuff. Because I'm oh, hearing yeah. some crazy rumors. Well, the yes, biggest yes. thing is possible sale of WWE. That's the big thing. I've been here. I also want to that. talk to you about. I want mm -hmm. to talk to you about that right after this, Mikey. All right. Some viewers may find the following video disturbing. Viewer discretion is advised. It's 4 o'clock in Los Angeles, 6 o'clock in Chicago, 2 p.m. in Singapore, and 7 p.m. in New York City. Hello, everybody. I'm Mad Dog DeCipio. It's Thursday night, Amelia Pitbull Chapman. What does that mean? What's the buzz time? It's what's the buzz time. Tonight, a look inside one of the most nefarious airports in the world, Denver International. Mm -hmm. And to join us in that discussion, our friend... Mike, the movie maker Messier, he's back <laughs> home where he belongs. Yes, we'll keep Welcome. him as long as we can. <laughs> Mikey, how are you, my brother? I'm good, Angelo. I'm good, Amelia. Thank you for having me. I've been doing oh, yeah. some been doing some research on this topic, so I'm looking forward to talking about it. Thank you. Yes, um, thank I got to talk to you a little bit because uh, Amelia and I have been hearing crazy rumors about WWE being possibly being sold mm -hmm. to Saudi Arabia. So well, why on earth do you think uh, uh, Vince, uh, other than Vince is a heel and he wants to get a reaction, why would he want to sell WWE to the Saudis and and piss everybody off? Or did I just answer my own question? <laughs> I don't think you're far from the answer, Angelo. I think you know there's a certain certain amount of spitefulness in it. If if this is what does happen, we don't know that for sure yet. But mm -hmm. you know, Vince has had his trouble with the federal government, the yeah. um, U.S. federal government, going back to '93, '94. Um, he loves money. Uh, he doesn't seem to care where the money comes from, and. Uh, it, it all to be honest, it might be spite towards his own children and his son in law. Who knows? You know, I, I have heard that there is trouble in paradise with Mr. and Mrs. McMahon. Mm -hmm. I, I should point out that Linda McMahon is still the current, um, and she'll be there for another at least three years. Mm -hmm. The current small business administration, uh, secretary. Mm -hmm. She's the head of the Small Business Administration, appointed by Donald Trump, um, and she was approved to uh, to assume that position there. 
when President Biden became president, he kept her on. Um, I know that there has been both private and public feuding between that department and the White House. I know that the Mr. McMahon uh, generally isn't very political, but his wife certainly is. Um, surprisingly, so too are Stephanie and Paul. Very political. That surprised me. The fact that Vince would would um, acquiesce to the Saudis really didn't surprise me. Because as you said, Mikey, there is a bit of spitefulness in it. He does have a hard-on for his son-in-law because he knows that the son-in-law and his daughter, whether he likes it or not, mm-hmm. they are the future of that company, if there is to be a future of that company. And if he sells that company and they decide not to bring on board Stephanie Paul and Bruce Pritchard, they're in trouble, brother. You're going to see a lot of different names and faces you've never heard of. You're going to see an entirely new look to wrestling, if you can even call it wrestling still. You and I, Mikey, have had that that conversation a long time. It's been a long time now. You remember... Our, our late friend, Jeff the Ref, that we're yep. talking, you know, realize Mikey, Jeff's been going four years already. Oh, wow. Yeah, that's crazy. Yeah. Wow. He, he passed away right before the, Jeff, yeah, Jeff but, passed away the, like a week before the whole pandemic crisis really kicked he in. He sure the, the hell did. He died right before everything started. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. Um, and interestingly enough, though, Mikey, you and Jeff used to have some knockdown dragouts about WWE royalty. <laughs> I have to tell you, Amelia, uh-huh. Jeff Robinson, Jeff the Ref Robinson was an absolute diehard mm-hmm. WWF loyalist. Mm. Absolute. Mikey, please, am I lying about this? <laughs> no, Jeff, Jeff was very loyal. And, you know, a lot of people are, especially kind of like where you're at, New Jersey, the Northeast, uh, the... The whole East Coast is very WWE oriented, at least mm-hmm. like from Baltimore up. And mm-hmm. uh, I, I can understand that. I grew up going to the Capitol Center. I mean, my first main event was Andre the Giant versus Blackjack Mulligan in a Texas death match. And oh, uh, wow. it was mm-hmm. pretty awesome. I mean, and, and it would be another three or four years before I'd see Ric Flair versus Nikita Koloff in the Baltimore arena for an NWA show. So my yeah. first exposure to any type of wrestling was WWF at the time. And so I can understand that loyalty and appreciate it. But at the same time, it, it, for me, a good comparison is to the Washington, what I grew up with as the Redskins, now the Commanders. Mm-hmm. They were such a great team, a great franchise in the 1980s. Uh, and then as the new owner, Dan Snyder, came in, they really went to the 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 bucket, you know, I mean, they, yeah. they become horrible and that's, you know, and, and maybe I'm an extremist in my viewpoint, but that's how I kind of see the WWE, at least creatively, or financially, yeah. they're doing great, but creatively. And that's where I just don't uh-huh. understand that. How do you explain that they're, they're making more money than they ever have before? And I, and the product has never been at its, it's never been lower or as bad as it is right now, but yet they're making hand over fist like boku billions of dollars i just don't understand it i don't get it i think that they're living now off the reputation of the hard work they put in in the 
70s, 80s, 90s, early 2000s. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And to be honest, with these days of streaming and people cutting the cord and all that stuff, things that kind yeah. of have a, an established foot in the pop culture dance floor uh, mm-hmm. tend to stick around and get those big payoffs because yeah. if nothing else, it's really thank the audience. Don't thank Vince. Thank the wrestling fans. Uh, we have a Facebook fans. user, Mikey. We have a Facebook user on says, maybe Vince knows the Rain Man. <laughs> now, you have to know what we were talking about. The Rain Man is a satanic, demonic entity that has infiltrated mm-hmm. the music business. It wouldn't surprise me one bit if Vince McMahon not only knew the Rain Man, but was related to the Rain Man. Right. But Vince is just an evil son of a bitch. He's just he's really just a mean guy. Mm-hmm. He's a natural think, uh, heel. Right. Do you think he's a, do you think Vince has a reservation in the underground hotel at the Denver airport? <laughs> he probably owns a whole suite. Are you shitting me? <laughs> I'll tell you what, let's take a look at um the Denver airport. That's going to be our focus tonight. I want yes. everybody to, to understand what we're talking about here. Let me just give a, a little heads up. I came across, and it was just actually the show started as a small blurb in a little article I read mm-hmm. um, talking about a conspiracy theory. Did check this one out if you've never heard this. A conspiracy theory that the Denver airport, Denver International, is the U.S. headquarters of the worldwide Illuminati. Now, as strange or as you know, conspiratorial as that may sound to some people, oh, them conspiracy nuts, you know, <laughs> you never know what, what, what kind of shit they're on. Let's, let's, I want to have some. Mm-hmm. Well, come to find out that um, you could probably get all you want for free because this, this information is out there. Uh, and the more I read and the more I dug, it just seemed, and there are, I have volumes of stuff, but Denver International was opened, it opened the gates and runways in 1995, mm-hmm. 21 years to build, almost $7 billion over budget, and they didn't help themselves by building a runway that looks strikingly like a German swastika. Yes. And you're going to see that tonight. You're also going to see some very questionable artwork, Mike Messier. Yes. Um, what do you know about Denver, Mikey? What does um, your research or your info tell you? I want to give credit to a lady on YouTube named Stephanie Harlow that I just discovered last night. She seems to have a really good balanced youtube channel and she kind of did a deep dive video about an hour and 20 minutes into a lot of the controversies she wasn't advocating that any of these conspiracies are accurate she was just sharing what they are i actually also looked at the denver airport youtube channel they they have about ten thousand subscribers yep uh and and that's the action and what I found interesting, Angelo, it, there's a lot of parallels to this in the Paul is Dead conspiracy that you and I have discussed. Oh, there sure the hell is. <laughs> yeah. And the, the, the thing that I make the biggest comparison with both of these uh, controversies is whether it's a true conspiracy or a true underground thing or a true cover-up or not, 
both the Beatles and the Denver airport play into it as a means of publicity and marketing. Yep. And the, the fact that they have the, um, the blue Mustang, uh, like kind of the mascot uh, statue out there. And yeah. people say it's cursed. Well, people say it's cursed because the creator actually, unfortunately, was killed in the process of making the big blue Mustang. Mm -hmm. He sure was. Yes. And, and so, you know, it, it really, sometimes it's almost a religious thing. Like, do you, do people think that inanimate objects can possess spirits and bad voodoo and stuff like that? And I kind of think that they can in, in some circumstance. Um, yeah. So this whole thing with the Denver airport is very interesting. They, they do have similar to Paul is dead stuff. They have an answer for everything. Like if you ask why, Oh do boy, have, do they? Yeah. Why oh boy, do they? I'm glad yeah. you brought that yeah. up, Mikey. I'm glad you brought that up. Cause I wanted to discuss this with you and Amelia. Mm -hmm. Let's talk about that. For every tit, there's a tat. Yes. For every yin, there's a yang. And they seem to have the tits and tats and yings and yangs pretty well covered. Um, I noticed something, and I, I'm wondering, because you're a filmmaker, and I want your, your third eye on this one when, when I show you. I'm wondering if, you know how we talk about subliminal messages in advertising and mm -hmm. you know hiding in plain sight? Well, you're going to see some of that tonight. But I'm wondering if they weren't having a bit of tongue-in-cheek fun at their own expense while you know um dissuading the public from the conspiracy aspect by way of venturing into that i'm going to show everybody this take a look at this real quick Okay. International Airport, or DEN Airport, is shrouded in secrecy, riddled with weird statues and creepy art, and is a place of strange stories and myths. People even questioned why DEN Airport was built in the first place. The current airport opened in 1995, but there was a fully functioning one closer to downtown. This new version is twice the size of Manhattan. I want you to hear what he said. Mm -hmm. Did you hear what he said? Yes, the that's airport right. is twice the size of Manhattan. Do you know how big Manhattan is? It's the second largest city mm -hmm. in the United States. Think about that in perspective. And the development went $2 billion over budget. But even before the current Denver International Airport opened, it was the subject of countless conspiracy theories. Is there any truth behind the rumors? That's what we intend to get to the bottom of in this episode of the Infographics Show. A cursed airport? The Denver Airport. A quick Google search on Den Airport brings back numerous stories from both mainstream media and independent conspiracy sites. So something's clearly going on. Before we get into the conspiracy stories, let's first take a tour of the inside of this creepy, gigantic building. It's famous for its terrifying 32-foot-tall statue of a giant horse with fiery, glowing eyes. The Denver locals call him Blucifer, according to media outlet Slate. But even freakier is the odd story of the red-eyed statue called Blue Mustang that killed its sculptor Luis Jimenez. It fell on him and severed an artery. 
And inside the airport, there are more disturbing art pieces, including a mural of a devil jumping out of a suitcase and a statue of Anubis, the ancient Egyptian god of death. Some of the more controversial art pieces have now been removed, including a character that resembled a Nazi officer in a gas mask, children in front of a burning building, and kids gathered around a knife. Not the usual style you'd expect from an airport terminal building. So what about the conspiracy theories that surround Den Airport? One that's talked about a lot is the shape of the runways. An aerial view of the runways at the airport shows that they resemble the shape of a swastika. And this is not a typical formation for an airport's runways. The explanation from an airport representative is that the runways are designed that way so that they can be used simultaneously regardless of the weather patterns. She told the UK newspaper The Telegraph, We think the shape looks like a pinwheel. But in the same Telegraph article, it was also pointed out that New York's JFK and the Las Vegas and Miami airports all have very different layouts. So this certainly gives us something to think about. Mikey, you look at that layout. Does that look like a swastika to you, or, or are they on to something about the, uh, the parallel takeoffs? You can't. Your, your I'm mic sorry. Is, oh. it, it, could, it could be both. I mean, there, it could be a functional, you know, it could be a functional thing for the airport, which just so happens from an aerial view, it looks like a swastika. The, the other thing that we should always remember when referencing the swastika, isn't that a, wasn't that a, a different cultures before the Nazis? The Nazis kind of... Uh, the sw- yeah, the swastika, and I, thank you for bringing that up, Mikey. The swastika, if you don't know, and I'm going to educate you, like Mikey and I using the wrestling business to say, smarten you up. Um, the swastika is actually Egyptian and it's a good, it's a good luck symbol, believe it or not. Mm -hmm. It's a good luck symbol. It's a symbol of prosperity and long life. Don't ask me how you pervert that from the Egyptians to the Germans. I don't don't get that. Well, yeah, that's where it came from. It came from the Egyptians, Mikey. Yeah. Right, so the the Nazis, in an early case of uh, cultural appropriation, used that you know beautiful symbol uh, for their own devious uh, plans and horrible use. So, in that case, let's just say that the Denver Airport, you know, pathway is in the shape of a swastika. Why are we going directly to the Nazi thing instead of saying it's the symbol of peace? Well, I'm going to answer that for you, Mikey. Uh The answer is found in some very nefarious artwork. Hold that thought. Um, Our Facebook user says, this is some freaky stuff, but you ain't seen nothing yet, brother or sister, whoever you are, because I don't know if you're male or female, quite frankly. (laughs) Uh, Hey, our friend Panda. She says, hello, y'all. And she says, now here you go, Mikey. Panda says that's definitely a swastika to her. I can look at it and see both. I can see the runway, the parallel takeoffs, Mm -hmm. but I can also see, and you don't have to really use your imagination too much. Mm -hmm. You can see it fairly closely resembles a swastika. Um, I want everybody to take a look at this. Mike, I'm going to show you something real quick. Sure. By the way, read that. It says, 
dedicated by the New World Airport Commission. We're going to talk about that at some length later because it's not, it's not just a capstone. Uh-oh. Now, let me explain something to you there, brother. Sure. Uh, I don't know about you, but uh, people have made the comparison to the German SS when looking at this. Mm-hmm. People have also said it looks like an Arab terrorist or Middle Eastern terrorist because of the swords that the soldier is holding and the fact that the garb he's wearing isn't really a uniform. It's more like a um, um, Amelia. What would you call them outfits that you were like the women wear, like a one piece, like a sarong? Yeah, like something a, like a that one, with a wrap, one, like a one piece, Mikey. Yeah. I thought it'd be like, able to be. Tell me what you see there. Well, tell me what you see. It, it looks like some type of evil commander. Speaking of commander, some type of evil commander wielding a sword and a machine gun of sorts yeah. over an innocent family. There was some explanation I found in, in Harlow's uh, video and other places that this is supposed to be a montage and that one of the panels, I think this one, is like the end of the world, the the evil rain comes over from an evil yeah. group, and then the, mm-hmm. the other panel that's less publicized is like the good guys get their revenge and the the world goes back to peace and some people say that that may be true but some of the conspirators think that they're actually in reverse order and that the first panel is the one of peace and prosperity yeah and the second one is of evil overtaking the peace and prosperity okay let me tell you mikey and just to interrupt you very quickly the name of this art piece here this is called world dream Children of the world dream of peace. Mm-hmm. That's the name of this. Pe- I can't even make this shit up. It doesn't look like the children of the world dream of peace. <laughs> it was the artist's name is Tanguma. Mm-hmm. Uh, uh, the artist Tanguma entitled this work Children of the World Dream of Peace. Uh, mm-hmm. And the other one is called In Peace and Harmony with Nature. By the way, Mike Messier, you're a history guy. Um, where have you and I heard that before? Peace and harmony with nature. It sounds like 1960s to me, the hippie culture. The Georgia Guidestones. Oh, yeah. Where, the where Georgia I, where Guidestones, yeah. 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 Um, so the artist, the interpretation the artist gives is that these are children at slumber after a world war has taken place. And they're waking up, dreaming of this beautiful new utopia. Um, you're going to see some pictures that don't look like utopia. <laughs> Again, Mikey, here you go. Tongue in cheek or what? Well, Are they saying we have aliens here? Or are they, they pulling your chain? 
I guess one thing I'd say, Angelo, is, you know, we live in such a big country and I'm, I'm in Florida. And when I moved from New England to Florida uh, by car, by driving myself down here, I literally felt my blood getting redder with each passing state going south. You know what I mean? So oh, what yeah. might be what might be offensive to people in cer- certain parts of the country? It seems like Denver kind of has the mindset of like a Portland, Oregon or a San Francisco, California, or even Providence, Rhode Island, where I used to live. Mm-hmm. Uh, very liberal, arts-oriented, um, being quirky for the sake of being quirky. If you ever saw the show Portlandia, which is hilarious. Oh, yeah, you. absolutely. Right. So I, I wonder, watching some of the Denver Airport YouTube stuff, they really buy, they really lean into, as the kids say, this quirkiness, this... Oh, yeah, you know, wink, wink, nod, nod. (laughs) Yeah. The thing that you and I, Angelo, and Amelia, too, Mm -hmm. with our Mm -hmm. experience with Paul is dead and stuff like that, the the term of hiding in plain sight, are they joking with us? Are they wink, wink, nod, nodding? But there really is some corrupt stuff going on there. And rather than just flat out deny it, it's easier in some ways to play into it or make fun of it. Mm-hmm. And that way people yeah. will get off the scent that it's real. So who knows? And I tell you what, I can't argue with anything mm-hmm. you just said. No. Amelia, mm-hmm. questions for you, young lady. Yes. You've done the research. You and you came across some interesting stuff, too. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. What do you make of all this, especially considering you brought to my attention that there was something that looked like a landing pad? You want right. to? Mm-hmm. Talk about that for a minute and how it ties into the, you know, Mikey's wink, wink, nod, nod with the right. UFO, the aliens, the the secret. We're going to talk about the secrets of Denver. Mm-hmm. So I want to bring you um, I'm going to bring in this conversation. Tell me. Talk to me. Yeah, because, I mean, just like you were saying and Mike was saying, you know, hidden in plain sight right there. That, that tells you right there. There's aliens that telling you, like he was saying, wink, wink, touch, touch. To well, me, are they telling you that or are they saying we're playing with your head I or are they saying to you guess my belief is that they're telling us it's there just you know don't be scared they're telling you they're there just they're not gonna hot ha- they're not gonna harm you because they're not gonna be near you they're just well, a few uh, Mikey, is, is, is she on to something or is it just like hiding in plain sight what is this what are we talking uh, about mean- here I would love to, at some point in my life, I'd love to go to Denver Airport and look at it in person. But I mean, just, just just their videos online. I mean, I think they actually have a talking gargoyle statue. You're going to they, see that tonight. Yeah. You're going- yeah. I mean, it's, it's, um, yeah. I mean, here, here's the, the thing that I think might be quite possible. All the stuff on the surface level that we can see, the, the talking gargoyle, the blue Mustang. Yeah. Uh, the 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 pictures of the aliens and, and kind of the playfulness of it all yeah. that might very well be on the surface and then if you really dig beneath the surface they very well could have some hidden bunkers in case of a, a nuclear attack or an apocalypse where yeah. the elite the illuminati go to hide and and what's frustrating for people like us that we want to find out the truth and know the answers we may just like the JFK thing. We may never know the real truth because the real truth has been buried and warped, and uh, we we'd have to be super, super, super inner circle to get to the the center of the Tootsie Roll pop on this one. You know what I mean? Yeah. I'll tell you what. Let's take a look at the rest of this. I got some information about 
those tunnels that may surprise everybody. Okay, I got to show you something now. Let me explain something to everybody about what you're seeing here. This alien on the wall, it's it's actually a cement wall, Mm -hmm. concrete wall. It's not, that's not a drawing. It's etched into the concrete. Okay. Wow. It's, it's in one of the downstairs, the downstairs, the underground tunnels that go on f- literally for 40 to 50 miles. Hmm. Not even, check it out if you think I'm not even kidding you. There is also Mike Messier rumored to be a tunnel under the Denver airport that is directly linked to Cheyenne Mountain. Now, you know what Cheyenne Mountain is. Uh, it's the headquarters of NORAD. Okay. Mm-hmm. Okay. Cheyenne Mountain and Denver Airport, if you take a ruler or a compass, it's going to go straight there. It's literally a straight line from Denver to Cheyenne Mountain. Cheyenne Mountain is a fortified, literal mountain that the U.S. government burrowed into in the 1950s, and it took more than 20, again, almost 20 years Mm -hmm. to build. Because they had to hollow out. Think about this. Think about the technology to do this. They had to hollow out the inside of a mountain to build a command bunker for the military. If they could do that in the 50s, imagine the technology they have to do stuff in 2023. Okay? It should scare the literal fuck out of you. Yes, imagine what's in there now. Say again, Amelia. Imagine what's in there now, especially. Well, that's what we're going to try yeah. and find out. That's what this whole show and is about. Back a couple of slides, too. I hear you, though, Mike. This is the one. This is called. This is the one's called Peace and Harmony with Nature. Right. Uh, the artist Tanguma uh, put this together. But if you see, if you look now, the soldier now is now on the ground dead. Mm-hmm. He no longer has the, the knife and an automatic weapon in his hand. He's now dead. So there may be something to the story being told at the art at the, that the artwork um, portrays. But then again, it may be all smoke and mirrors. You never know. We're going to take a look. Yeah, and uh, here you go. By right. the way. Just so you have an idea of how big what you're looking at is actually. Each one of those offshoots of those, that swastika-shaped runway, you're looking at four, I'm sorry, you're looking at two, four, five. You're looking at six different runways. Two run parallel, the other two run uh, um, equal side to side. Mm Mm-hmm. Each one of those runways is three miles long, 16,000 feet. Wow. Each each one, not the whole thing, each Each one. one. Each one. Go Google it. Google this stuff. What I'm telling you is true. Google it. 
All right, now, here we go. Some interesting stuff here. Um, Denver International Airport, um, uh, Wellington Webb, Mayor of Denver, Governor Roy Romer, um, Secretary of Transportation, Federico Pena. By the way, Federico Pena was the Secretary of Transportation under Ronald Reagan. This time capsule beneath the stone contains a, a bunch of different stuff, and there's a list of what it contains. Among them, a Colorado flag, a credit card. Um, it contains advertising for different advertisement for different um, products like McDonald's, Dr. Pepper. It's just you know a bunch of random stuff. Mm-hmm. But underneath it, it says dedicated March 19th, 1994 by the New World Airport Commission contributors. And it has the names, by the way, all of the names there do check out. They are still in business today. Every last one of them. Um, And underneath, and I didn't notice this until just a few days ago. But underneath that capstone is a time capsule. And I, I had to actually mm-hmm. think of like read it twice. Mm-hmm. Yeah, there's a time capsule in there. So, of course, my mind got curious, had to find out what it was. And as I said, there's, you know, advertising for soft drinks, for McDonald's, Burger King, places that will probably not be around in 100 years when they open this thing. Because um, it's scheduled to be open in 2094. March 19th, 2094. That's the open date on it. Um, Strange stuff, Mikey. What do you think? What do you make of this thing? Well, I like to go back to the Georgia Guidestones you mentioned because I I did make a trip there. And uh, the Georgia Guidestones were most recently uh, destroyed by uh, apparently a, a vigilante or a private citizen. And so the Georgia Guidestones, I got one of the last looks in person of those things. And you're are right. Are they completely down? I mean, are they yeah. just go- really a, a vigilante about six oh, months no. ago went and uh, blew them up. And <gasps> what? Are you hit. shitting me? No. no, no, it's a real story. And how, uh, how do we do? I'm not hearing this the first time. Yeah, no, it's a real story. I, I've looked into it and there's, oh, there's videos. Shit. Videos now of people going to the site of what was formerly the Georgia Guidestones. Oh my gosh! So apparently, wow. apparently the per- first person who, you know, overnight, I guess there's no surveillance camera. The first person to, you know, blow blow most of it up didn't destroy all of it, but the next day, the the city or the state came through and d- demolished the rest of it. So it is quite peculiar. I think that. Um, there was actually a uh, person running for office in the state of Georgia that made destroying the Georgia Guidestones part of her campaign. So there was ah, some, okay. some some rumors that maybe she was involved, although she didn't take credit for it. Mm, so yeah. it's it's interesting. It, on MikeMessier.com, on I have all my photos and videos from the Georgia Guidestones about a year before they were destroyed. And uh, but it's it is have a very similar vibe to this capstone at the Denver airport. It tells me here, Mike, Georgia Guidestones, what was they, that's the operative was a granite monument stood in Elbert County, Georgia, um, from 1980 to 2022. It was uh, erected 1980, March 22nd, 
destroyed 2022 July 6th. Um, destroyed by, and it has um, question mark, vigilante or, um, what am I looking at? Here we go. Vigilante or private citizen. Mm, Here right. we go. So it was either a, a private citizen that took it or it was a, someone in the vigilante group. Yep. Incredible. I, that's the first time hearing that. That's horrible. Locals blame conspiracy theories for Georgia Guidestones bombing. Man, huh. they ain't kidding. They just, we're going, Amelia, write that yes. down. Georgia Guidestones. Absolutely. I already had it written down. Good. We have to do a show. Mikey, thank you for that. I had mm -hmm. no idea. I, Mikey, yeah, I, I think you're going to be a guest on that show too. <laughs> I'm a fan of the guys, and I'm one of those people. Me too. I, I wanted to do a show on that forever. Yeah. I'm one of those people that, um, you know, I adhere to the uh, the, mm -hmm. the the mantra of the Guidestones. Um, we just, had that it's on our sad to think that somebody blew it up. I had no idea. Mm -hmm. As far as I'm hearing this, it's crazy. Uh, me too. We we had that I'm on our shocked. list to do a show on. We just didn't know what date we were going to do it on. Yeah, I know. We already mm -hmm. had it written down. We were yeah. going to do a show on the Georgia uh -huh. guy. Now we have to speed it up. We have to. Let's watch. Yeah. You get the reptilian reference here? Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's not an advertisement for Geico. Let's put it that No. There's somebody drawing a swastika over a transparency. Mm -hmm. I can see where... Maybe you could do that. Mm -hmm. I don't know. I'm out on that one. I gotta I'll be honest. Now, here's what they tell me, Mike Messier. Yep. They tell me that this is a woman and a child uh, in a deceased state. Mm -hmm. Okay. They tell me that the figure to the left of the child and the woman uh, is an angel. Mm -hmm. Okay. Come to watch over them. They also say that if you look, that the child and and the mother are in a casket. Some say it's a blanket, but it's very obscure to kind of make out. Is it a blanket that they're cradled in, or is it? Are they both shoved into a box? Mm. It, especially considering this photo was taken with a panoramic lens. So it's got kind of a circular motion to it. The actual photograph you're going to see is not circular. So we'll take a look at that. Now, Amelia thinks there's a, a landing pad in here. Mm-hmm. Now, where do you think it is, kid? Uh, let's see. Probably over there where those things look like they're standing tall this way. Okay. To the, I guess to that circle. And you think that, that that's where your, your landing pad is? I believe so. It looks okay. like it's like a circle-ish kind of round Keep thing. Keep that in mind. We're going we're gonna to come back to that. Beautiful. Very gorgeous. 
by the way, let's just go back to that one just for a second. Mm -hmm. Denver has their own vertiport. It's the only one mm -hmm. on the western side of the U.S. It's called a vertiport. They have, if you don't know what that is, guys, a vertiport um, is, a, is a landing facility for uh, a verticopter. It's, it's a combination of a helicopter and airplane. So it oh, doesn't, okay. it can take off like an airplane or it can rise above and hover like a helicopter. Oh, okay. So they can go into very small places and they're often used as rescue vehicles, uh, rescue transports. They don't need any place to, you know, to vertically land. They can come straight down. Or could be used remarkable. for like army or something like that, right? Exactly, yeah. Okay, you saw two underground tunnels. One like this you might expect to see where all the piping is. Mm -hmm. And then you got this. Which is a much more station. That's, that's another of the underground tunnels. Um, you can drive vehicles side by side um, like a road down there. In fact, those are traffic lines that you see. Um, it's around 40 to, they say, 40 to 50 miles of underground tunnel in this place. You're not going to tell me, I don't care if you're a conspiracy nut or not like myself. You're not going to tell me they built all this under there and didn't build secure facilities for people to be protected, like the president, like the vice president, or some, some, you know, in there somewhere. some authority figure, mm -hmm. like the National Program Office, or the Illuminati. Because mm -hmm. okay? that's where, uh, we know they're real. They're not even trying to pretend anymore. No. They're not even pretending that they're, that they're uh, an organ. They're, they're a real organization, and they're saying... Yeah, guess what? It's 2023. We're coming out of the closet, literally and figuratively. Mm -hmm. Take a look. How'd you get in there, Jerry? <laughs> that, by the way, that gentleman, I don't uh -huh. know. I'm going to tell you what happened. I got to tell you what happened. Uh -huh. This gentleman was my mentor in radio and television. His name was Jerry Blavitt. Uh -huh. he, just, he passed away last week. Oh, sorry. They had his memorial. Uh, Dion Warwick, the singer Dion Warwick, mm -hmm. delivered his eulogy. Um, that, but I, I must have, when I was doing this, mm -hmm. I did this the day he died. So he must have got shoved in with my uh, with my photos. So forgive me, folks. Sorry. Uh, you you're doing a great job. <laughs> yeah. Great. These are all underground tunnels. Look, you got a train system. You got a rail system there. You know, you got a, a, a fully functioning subway mm -hmm. underneath. And there's gargoyles everywhere. 
I'm going to tell you why. I'm going to tell you why. I bet you you touch somewhere on their forehead or somewhere. And that's where the secret doorway opens. <laughs> I'm going to, I found out why there are so many gargoyles there. I had to check this out. Gargoyles, contrary to popular belief, and if you check it out, you'll understand what I'm talking about. Contrary to popular belief, gargoyles are not evil. They are protectors. Yes, they're almost evil. like guardians. Mm -hmm. um, they were often referred to in history as the hounds of hell. Mm -hmm. Okay. Um, they would protect people from entering, not leaving, mm -hmm. entering the gates of hell. And would only allow those to pass that belonged in hell. Um, I have a feeling I'm going to have a lot of gargoyles waiting for me. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. Um, but that's the whole thing with the gargoyles. Mike Messier, let me bring up here, um, front and center. Um, so let's talk a little bit, my friend. Uh, from what you've seen, I got a couple more videos to show, too. From what you've seen, is it... Uh, assuading you uh, thinking maybe there's something here or is there more a practical approach to what we're talking about i, I think it's i mean I, I guess my opinion remains pretty much the same which is there there's either something here or it's a giant marketing scheme to make it seem like there may be something here in order for people like ourselves to discuss it and just like any other business denver airport wants customers and well, Mikey, I was just going to interject it right there, and I think you put your, you you put the the exclamation point at the end of the sentence. I think what they have done is absolute to 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 tie into what you're saying. I think what they've done is absolutely brilliant marketing, rather than, and what they did was smart, and they finally somebody got smart, rather than. You know, put the hand out and say, nope, we're, this is not a conspiracy thing here. Blah, 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 blah. What they said was, come on, let me show you the aliens. Come on, let me show you the gargoyles. Come on, let me show you the underground Illuminati headquarters. Come to Denver. Spend right. your money here. Because I got news for you, brother. You could spend probably two, three weeks in that place and never find a plane. You know, it's yeah. huge. Mm -hmm. It's I, I did. enormous. Yes. I wanted to add something about the tunnels. Um, maybe this is an idea for another show of yours, but mm -hmm. I believe that New York City still has a bunch of tunnels underground because was it the 1920s or before yep. then that yep. a great deal of travel was used? Oh, God, yeah. They still have something. Not only do they have the underground tunnels, many of which were never capped closed. They're still open. Mm -hmm. A lot of New York's homeless can't make Google it, please, folks. Mm -hmm. I tell everybody, Mikey, to Google stuff because when I talk, they think I'm full of shit. Right. If Angelo's lips are moving, he's lying. I promise you. I promise you. I put my hand. Google it. People, the homeless live in the subways. The capped off subways, the open subways, they live on the ground. The big thing, too, in New York, strange thing, talking about underground systems, the mail used to be delivered underground. The entire, the entire 
grid of New York City is linked building to building to building with the central post office. Again, check it out if you think I'm lying. With the central post office of New York. They used to remember these. You see these things at the bank that you put your receipt in and mm-hmm. it goes into a chute. Mm-hmm. You ever see them, Mikey? Yep, yep. You go to the bank and it pops up the little pipe. Yes. New York City has, oh my God, however many buildings there are, that's how many of these chutes there are. Every single building is connected to every other building by a nail chute. You put the nail in the tube, you put the tube in the chute, and it flies all around the city, finding its destination. It's a, it's remarkable. Mm-hmm. Amelia, write that down. We're going to do mm-hmm. underground New York. Mikey, thank you for the heads up on that. Hey, no problem. Um, and you know, it's interesting when you're talking about the shoot thing at the bank, Angelo. I remember when I was growing up, there was a McDonald's in Virginia that did the same thing with because the, the way that the drive through was constructed was mm-hmm. kind of goofy. So you didn't even talk with a person. You talked through the speakerphone and they sent your McDonald's food through a bag, through a tunnel. That's remarkable. There's a documentary, I want to say on the Disney Plus app about, um, was it called the autocrats? Like you used to go into this this kind of a diner and you would pay for food with quarters or nickels. Yes. And you the food would come out of a little uh, bin thing. So yep. there's there's definitely a, a history to that type of thing where could some of those old school methods of you know travel or methods of communication could they be in reserve at places like Denver Airport? And apparently. Yeah. Uh, listening to this Stephanie Harlow uh, YouTube video, she's also saying that they're like in Virginia. There's a place where uh, the elite is it is it Mount Weather or something where Mount Weather Virginia? Yeah, yes, right. People we're actually, Mike. I'm glad you brought that up, Mike, because we're doing and you could be part of the show. You, I think you'd really enjoy it. Yes, we're doing a show called and you're going to love the acronym. It's called DUMBS, D-U-M-B-S, Deep Underground Military Military Base System. Mm -hmm. D-U-M-B-S, Cheyenne Mountain, Mountain Weather. Uh, Believe it or not, people don't even realize this. Mount Shasta, California. Okay? There's a bunker system under Mount Shasta, California. Um, Tennessee, Ohio, Kentucky. Um, Texas, Florida. There's a system under uh, under uh, the, the Pensacola area, northern Florida, mm-hmm. where the Panhandle is. Right. There's a there's a an underground military base there. The people drive past it all day. It's because it's underneath you. There's a highway right over top of it. You'll ne- and you don't know what's going on under there. No. Right. But your your military is certainly at work. All kinds of places. We're going to do a show on that deep underground military base system. Continue, Mike. I interrupted you. Sorry. No, it's all right. I mean, it's it's just um, you know watching these videos and and I mean there is so much to this Denver airport thing. Like I said, it it reminds me so much of uh, the Beatles and Paul is dead, where mm-hmm. the subject matter, whether it's the Denver airport or the Beatles or Apple Records. 
once the controversy or once the conspiracy is kind of you know leaked to the general public or discussed among the public the the person in question the central character so to speak plays into it and mm -hmm. in both scenarios the beatles especially but also denver airport uh you have to give them credit like you said brilliant you know marketing here we are talking about it i mean i I grew up going to Dulles National Airport, Dulles Airport and National Airport in D.C. and LaGuardia. And none of those airports have any type of, as far as I know, mythology or, you know, yeah. controversy or art. You know, we don't talk about uh, TF3 Airport in Warwick, Rhode Island. There's nothing to say about yeah. it. No. And, and to give these folks in Denver credit. Yes, is the art kind of scary or offensive or horrific or bizarre? Yes, but if it was just, you know, the painting, the Bob Ross painting of the, the, the bush and the tree and the sunset, nobody would care. Nobody <laughs> yeah. would talk about it. You know, you just pointed out, Mikey, people mm -hmm. are talking about it. Mm -hmm. right. They're talking. Some I know people. Remember Shirley that used to work with me, Mikey? Yeah. Okay. She passed away. Shirley died. Sorry to hear that. Yeah, Shirley had um, cancer all over her body. Huh. Shirley lived a 10-minute drive from Denver International. Okay? She would go to the neighboring state to use the airport. Huh. She wouldn't use the airport in Denver. Good for her. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Good for her. No, she... she yeah, she, she Shirley herself. was... Um, she she said, I hate that place. It's evil. There's, you know, all kinds of underground tunnels. She was the one me turned on to the, uh, mm -hmm. the underground tunnels and all that. Let's take a look at this. There's a video here I want you to watch. It's called Hiding in Plain Sight. This came from, um, actually, I think it actually may have come from Denver International. <laughs> they put a bunch of videos out. Check this out. Oh. oh. That's a little too close for comfort, lady. Oh, oh, oh damn. Uh, <laughs> Boy, you've never seen a talking gargoyle before? Welcome to Illuminati headquarters. I mean, Denver International Airport. This is awesome. Hello. Do I know you? Are you hungry? Oh, I'm starving. You got anything for me? Those flowers look delicious. Oh, it's because of the conspiracy. Look at me. I'm a little know-it-all. Well, you get back over here. I got a question about this conspiracy. Did you have to buy an extra seat for your hat, sir? Sir, are you stealing a desk? Sir, you have resting, confused face. Do you have a favorite animal or pet? A caterpillar. A caterpillar? Wouldn't you rather have a gargoyle? No! Yes! You know, you can actually put the phone down and have a conversation with me. But no, I'm a millennial. I've got to post it. I've got to snap face it and Twitter book it. <laughs> Excuse me, miss, I've got a stain that needs some polishing. Can I borrow your cleaning cart? Oh, no. I need your help. Guess what my favorite food is. What? No, I want you to guess. Uh, cumin? Cumin. Yes, I love cumin. <gasps> I said cumin. Oh, I thought you said cumin. I'm a real big spice guy. <laughs> Furry half guy, I can't believe you are wearing one of my friends. Hey, this isn't your friend. It used to be until you put it on your head, man. <laughs> How old are you? Well, 243 years old now. I look good for my age, don't I? Yeah, work out. All the time. You should see my squats. Oh. <laughs> 
such a sweet talker. Will you take me back home with you? Let's go. I have some space in my backpack. Actually, I think you have too much baggage for me. <laughs> embracing it wow embracing it they have what they've done is remarkable they took this the the, you know the gargoyle concept they had someone in hollywood made this for them it's an animatronic gargoyle the (laughs) eyes are cat there's cameras in the eyes it and there's a guy in a booth uh, uh, probably uh, five or six miles away Mm -hmm. wherever the hell he's at and he's talking to these people over, he's sitting there with his headphones or whatever, <laughs> getting paid as a cushy gig. <laughs> just talks to patrons all day, passengers. Wow. <laughs> true this, yeah, it's, it's remarkable. Um, very innovative what they did. I like and to see Don, Embracing it, you know? I like to see Don Rickles have that gig, Angelo. <laughs> so let's talk a little bit about this. Amelia, um, I'm going to bring you in up here. I'm going to bring you on the big screen. Okay. There you go. Here she is, the pit bull. <laughs> um, you did a, a little bit of research the last couple of days about Denver. So tell me what was the, in, in your opinion, for <laughs> you, what was the most interesting thing you found out that you uh, didn't know or were surprised to find out about Denver International? Oh, basically the uh, the all the tunnels that you were talking about. I could not believe that, that many tunnels was underneath that. That just a few levels. I didn't think yeah, there were that many long. levels. Forty miles yeah. worth of forty to fifty. Mm-hmm. Did and, you see the photo I showed of the airplane taking off mm-hmm. on top of a building? Yes, that was at Denver. Mm-hmm. But I want you to notice something though. Mm-hmm. The building it was taking off from was a buried building. What? It was in the ground. Wow. The top of the building is part of the runway. Hmm. That's where that airplane was taken off from. So it could have been one of those people that Illuminati people you never know who could have been in there. It was an airplane taking off. That's what it was. I mean, you never know who was in the people, but well, you know how Illuminati. We... It was an airplane taking off. <laughs> you know how we see you know, those you're shows. You're a conspiracy nut, Amelia. <laughs> you know how we watch those shows, X Files, and they have supernatural things like that. Yeah, you know, and then the letters. You know how they yeah. tell us, okay, well, this is this is the group that we belong to. You know how they have those shows. Maybe yeah. that's why they made those shows to tell people, hey, look, they really exist, and this is where they're from. And oh, I know the supernatural uh, had men of letters. They had bunkers. Mike Messier knows all that. That's that's his field. And, yeah, there's a term. There's a term for that, Amelia. The term mm-hmm. is uh, predictive programming. Yeah. When yeah, a concept or an idea mm-hmm. is brought to the public, usually mm-hmm. through fiction. And then we find out years later that uh-huh, something yeah. real, something real. And, and I mm-hmm. think a good case of that, Angela, mm-hmm. you know, this one is that um, the Manchurian Candidate film. Oh, God, sure. Yeah. So, I mean, oh my you, God, yeah, absolutely. I think Sinatra pulled that movie from being distributed at the time because mm-hmm. it was too similar to what happened with uh, John F. Kennedy. So absolutely. Predictive programming is is the term for that type of thing. Yeah. Yeah. That's. um. That's a show that I was almost going to do, and I didn't because I didn't. Quite frankly, you know, I'm not afraid to get heat, mm-hmm. but that show will generate a lot of heat because mm. you're going to ruffle a lot of feathers with it. People don't want to. People don't want to feel like they've been duped. 
Mm-hmm. Right. And predictive programming is is definitely um super duper. Let's put it that way. Super <laughs> duper. You know, but mm-hmm. yeah, for real. Yeah. Um, take a look at this, you guys. The footage you're about to see has been hidden from public view until now. This archival footage exposes some of the weirdest and most frightening theories about Denver International Airport. From demonic horses to aliens, feast your eyes, if you dare. Since opening in 1995, some people have come up with wild, emphasis on wild, conspiracy theories about the airport that are unheard of and unfounded. Exactly. Have you heard about the horse? Ugh. Everyone coming into the airport has to pass by this, a demonic blue horse with glowing, fiery eyes. Is it a curse? Who knows? Actually, it's a Mustang. And it's meant to represent Denver as a gateway to the American West. Have a look at this. Now, okay, I've never heard that one before, Mike Messier. Um, I always thought that the gateway to to the West was... Or the gateway to the Midwest was um, St. Louis. Is that what they call the gateway to the West, St. Louis? I think, yeah, I think so. I've heard of the St. Louis, yes, but not. Yeah, but and I've never heard of of Denver, of all, uh, all places, Denver, Colorado, uh-uh. being called the gateway to the West. Well, once um, again, so I don't know more... where they're getting that that from. I think I think they're creating it themselves once again, Angelo, as a way of of um, labeling themselves, or what's mm-hmm. the term people use now? Branding themselves. Branding, yes. yeah, sure. Mm-hmm. And, and and it, I mean, to be honest, it's to me, it's start as we go deeper and deeper. It feels like it, it's more like a facade of artsiness, artsiness, or a facade of quirkiness, and underneath that is just the core marketing and greed, like everybody else. I've watched this video a few times, and one thing I'm going to say, I'm going to let, I'm going to let it play out, mm-hmm. but I'm going to say this as it plays. The two people involved here, or the, the couple of people that you see, are all Denver International employees. Oh, they all yeah. work for the airport. The marketing director, the, um, uh, the uh, um, oh, God, the, um, the, uh, the director of marketing, the human resources person. One thing they all do is they're all having a great deal of fun at their own expense. But as you listen to it and as you watch it, take notice of the reactions of each other. It's very, very telling. Just watch. That's all I'm going to say. This artwork is located on the concourse train station. So tell me that it doesn't look like post-apocalyptic ruins. Where are people getting these ideas? The internet. Denver International Airport's public art program dedicates 1% of every construction project budget that goes directly to art, which leads to some really interesting art. There are over 40 installations that people really seem to enjoy. But there are so many other signs that fuel these conspiracy theories. Like, take a look at this. New World Airport Commission. Who are they? I've heard that that's a moniker for the Illuminati. The New World Airport Commission is a completely made-up name. When we opened in 1995, we were a new type of global airport, but that group never existed. All right, so what about this one? A-U-A-G. A-U-A-G. 
Australian antigen, the rumored poison of choice for the Illuminati. No, no, no. We're in Colorado. Look around. Colorado's a mining state. That's a mining cart. AU is the atomic symbol for gold, and AG is for silver. But what about the tunnels? You want to go see the tunnels? Let's go see the tunnels. See? These tunnels underneath the airport are used to hold secret meetings for aliens and lizard people. Wait, is that a baggage cart? Yes, that's a baggage cart. It's not so fancy down here, is it? There are more than a thousand people who work down here in the tunnels. So what are you saying then? That all of this weird phenomena isn't related to some huge conspiracy? Yes, that's exactly what I've been saying this entire time. Huh. So whether you choose to believe or love to debunk, next time you're at Denver International Airport, feel free to explore. Wait, no! Interview's over! Interview's over! Very, very cutesy. Very badly scripted and uh, acted. You, if you watch <laughs> it very carefully, what you've noticed is that they're they're feeding off of each other. They're, they they know what they're doing. They're, it's obviously scripted. Mm-hmm. It's certainly not improvised in any way, shape, or form. It's mm-hmm. completely scripted and brilliantly directed. Um, Mikey, as a film, as a, a, a marketing ploy, how well was that produced, that video? Well, fairly well. I mean, uh, Amelia said it was horrible script writing and acting, but I would kind of counter that by saying, Amelia, they're not trying to win an Oscar or an Emmy for this thing. <laughs> no. It's, 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 in, in some ways, um, it, it is a marketing ploy of, mm-hmm. of folksiness or neighborhood isness. It's like they're trying to seem like the person next door or like a real person. So mm-hmm. you see that a lot in commercials where mm-hmm. the people in the commercials are playing folksy, you know, mm-hmm. Bob down the street, yeah. Sally, mm-hmm. the school teacher type of people, because they know that, you know, for instance, a Nicole Kidman or a Meryl Streep might be too elegant or come mm-hmm. off as too elegant or untouchable mm-hmm. for the common person to relate to. So mm-hmm. they use the folkiness thing like Motel 6 will will uh, leave the light on for you and, and knock mm-hmm. the crumbs off bed and stuff like that so um i think for what it was angelo it was effective um i think that they're playing both sides of the fence and there was a key line towards the end where the blonde lady says something like whether you're you're a conspiracy theorist or a skeptic feel free to explore which basically means feel free to come here and visit our gift shop and give it and visit our expensive restaurants and maybe buy a plane ticket and buy a key tag and a a keychain and a duffel mm-hmm. bag and and uh, anything else that they of water. <laughs> and therein lies the brilliance of mm-hmm. Denver International Airport, because here is what I will tell you emphatically, and I believe this to be absolutely mm. true. I believe everything Mike Messier said tonight is absolutely on point. Mm, yes. I also believe everything Amelia said is absolutely on point. And I think everything that I said is absolutely on point, but I'm going to further that by saying this. I fervently believe that Denver is hiding an Illuminati secret. I believe absolutely and fiercely that that airport runway is a swastika and designed purposely so. I believe that artwork there was absolutely done to evoke emotion, and they have succeeded brilliantly. At everything they've done at Denver International Airport, 
they have absolutely blown the roof off monetarily marketing wise mm-hmm. conspiratorial wise they're embracing this they did the smartest thing any entity any business any corporation could do don't fight it roll with it go with the flow and they did you know if we had a government that operated like denver international it might be a hell of a lot more fun of a government to deal with you know well except with maybe with joe biden out of there because right clueless that poor bastard (laughs) Right. I, you know what? I honestly, and I mean this sincerely, I feel bad for him. Yeah. I do. I feel bad for for President Biden. I really, really do, because he's just the poor. He just doesn't have a clue. Hmm. Um, Mikey, let me yep. bring you up here, kid. What do you got coming up? Well, uh, recently I finished. You you recall disregard the vampire of Mike Messier documentary from years ago? Yes. And. Uh, Luckily for myself, I have a really good friend who's a great editor, Tim Labonte. Uh, he, me, and our composer friend, Tony Car- Caramadre of Fat Tone Studios, uh, got together over the last year. We took that original vampire footage and we reshaped and remodeled it into a silent film with musical accompaniment. Wow. Um, as, as you know, you know, when we filmed that original footage in 2014, we had horrible audio. We had an actor replacement during the course of production. We had a lot of things going against us, which basically turned the narrative into a documentary. Well, with the pandemic, not being able to really film anything new besides myself on my phone and doing yeah. a podcast with yourself and other folks, uh, basically, it finally occurred to me, hey, if you have a movie, if you have footage with bad audio, can you remaster that into a silent film? And uh a friend of mine, Chris Anino, had made a silent film, and it kind of inspired me to take my disregard the vampire footage uh, and make disregard a 16-minute silent film. I've sent it to Tribeca for consideration. Doesn't mean they'll accept it, but they have it. Uh, it did already win a surreal uh, film award from an international uh, festival. Congratulations! And, uh, thank you. So it's uh, it's a work Beautiful, in progress. Mikey. But but this this year I've entered about fifteen or sixteen festivals and just kind of waiting to see if they accept it or not. So beautiful. Congratulations. You yes. still um are you still uh, doing your Avalonia Film Festival? Yeah, we just had. Uh, thank you for asking. We just had Avalonia Festival Seven, uh, our biggest attendance, uh, definitely since the pandemic, and probably definitely the biggest attendance in Florida. Probably you know forty five or fifty people came out for the live event. Uh, avaloniafestival.com we're accepting submissions for Avalonia Festival 8 and mm-hmm. um, looking for and it's for short films so people they yeah. hear a film festival they might think well I've got a 5 minute film well guess what we have categories for films 1 minute and under 3 minutes and under and 21 minutes and under we have yeah. categories for web series interview shows uh, trailers teasers film posters film photography etc oh, well I'll tell you what how do we how do we get our uh, how do we get our submission to you I'll have Amelia put something together please do the, the easiest way is to go to filmfreeway.com <clears throat> it takes about five or six minutes maybe 10 to make a, mm-hmm. a pro uh, a project page mm-hmm. so you make the project page first 
And then once you have your project page for your project, whether it's a web series, podcast, short film, whatever, then you can enter any festival you want, including Avalonia Festival. And, oh, and there, there's there's about 20,000 film festivals in the world right now. And I'd say I know it's to, crazy. Yeah, I'd say two to three thousand in my estimation would have a, a, a category for this show, podcast, broadcast, you know, web yeah. series type of thing. So it's definitely something to look into. Thanks for asking about it. Mikey, Tuesday night I had um, a friend of mine on the show, Jim Fife. He's an actor, acting mm-hmm. coach, um, director, writer, producer, uh, presentation coach. Mm-hmm. He, he coaches a lot of people for TED Talks. You know what TED yes. Talks are? Yep, totally. Okay. Jim, um, his claim to fame among these, the 30 or 40 films that he's done, mm-hmm. his claim to fame is um, a film called The Frighteners with Michael J. Fox. Oh, yeah. He yeah. played one of the ghosts. Mm-hmm. There was a black ghost and a white ghost. Jim was the white ghost. <laughs> it was a fu- it's a funny movie. <laughs> um, I want to I wanna reach out to Jim and see if there's... Um, if there's uh, any any film festivals on a larger scale mm-hmm. that might you might be interested in, yeah. there's a lot of stuff that he, he knows a lot of stuff that sure that goes you know under the radar. Amelia, mm-hmm. um, yes, what's coming up? Tell everybody what's coming up. Yes, next week um, we have thirty uh, first of January, which is the last uh, day of the month. We a uh, New World Order Tuesday. Yes. Oh, it's before before, before yes. we go any further with that, yes. Just a reminder, um, we're doing. When are we doing the writers' block? Sometime in March. We haven't picked a date yet because we need to get everyone together. I just had an author drop out of the writers' block. I'll take the spot. Sure. You got it. You're in. Okay, Mike Messier is mm-hmm. going to take that spot. Perfect. Perfect. Um, okay, so tell everybody we got the New World Order. Part at the one, end of the month, thirty first, and February first. Oh, so February second. Okay. February first, we have uh, thanks to Angelo, he named named my show the Big Mouth. <laughs> yes, the premiere. Actually, the premiere is going to be the full premiere is going to be next Wednesday. <laughs> it's going to be Amelia's Big Mouth, and let me show everybody. <laughs> Here's the big mouth. Big mouth right there. Right. He's got to change the And that mouth was actually modeled after hers, by the way, folks. <laughs> it's not. Give it what we got coming up? What else <laughs> we got coming up? Uh, for right now, that's what we have uh, for right now because we're going to discuss further shows afterwards in February as well. Well, I mean, we still have shows coming oh, up. Oh, well, I know the 7th of uh, February we discussed we're going to have Hollow Moon. Mikey. Yes. Another show and I want to talk to you about. 
on February. We're doing a two a two part episode called Satellite Moon Hollow Moon. Um, a lot of people believe that the moon is hollow. Okay. A lot of people believe that the moon is an uh, is an actual satellite mm-hmm. that was placed right. there purposely. You know anything about that? I I have heard those uh, theories. I haven't done a deep dive yet, but uh, I'd be happy to discuss it more and look into it more between now Check and that. Check with Mike. I'd like to have you on those yeah. shows. February the seventh and the ninth. Yeah, I think you'll really add a, a mm-hmm. lot of insight to that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I'll start doing the research. does the deep dive, he he immerses himself. <laughs> that's the director in him. Mm-hmm. That's what there's, that is. There's a that's fascinating the world out there. there yes. it, it, we don't. It's funny, guys. You know, when I moved to Florida, I literally brought like 200 books with me, and mm-hmm. I've probably read two or three of them because I keep getting into the world of YouTube videos, podcasts, books mm-hmm. on tape other books, other materials, you know what I mean? It's mm-hmm. There's so much information in the world yeah. and mm-hmm. so many rabbit holes you can go down. It's, it's mm-hmm. unbelievable. Yeah. You know, Mikey, speaking of books, you and I have never really taken the deep dive on uh, fight or play basketball. Yeah, I'd love to do that. Um, I think I'd sent you a copy for your birthday. I sent Amelia I have, a copy. Yes, yeah. we have. A, we have oh, a, yeah, there was another one them. that you sent me. Yeah, we've read yeah. them. Mm-hmm. Yeah, well, and, I'd love uh, to talk about them. I'd love to talk yeah, about yeah. them. Yeah. And then uh, tomorrow will be a year that I've been with Angelo. Can you believe it? I know. Well, happy I anniversary. Thank you. <laughs> Look at yep. you shaking his head. What are you shaking your head for? <laughs> I, I didn't do nothing. <laughs> happy to have you here, pain in the ass. Oh, did you hear that? <laughs> well, I'll tell you what. Um, we are We are going forward with this. We are almost... And thank you to the people out there in Radioland. Um, mm-hmm. We still have, thank God for Manscaped, brother. We okay. still have Manscaped.com. We are now in, we are now in Australia, New Zealand, and Italy. Mm-hmm. Um, little shout out to these people here. Mikey, take a look at this stuff. What's Buzz Podcast wants to welcome Radioactive FM 88.6 in Wellington, New Zealand. Radio Perth, Australia, and RTL Radio 102.5 in Milan, Italy. Welcome aboard, and welcome to the bus. We are, our website is, is just nearing, and I'll tell you where it is right now. I'll give you a fresh up-to-date, fresh up-to-date numbers uh, as, you know, when they say live numbers, mm-hmm. 10,286,559. Okay. That's all. Wow. So those are real numbers too. And there's, and we can't even change mm-hmm. them. Nice. We can't, we can't even change it. Those awesome. numbers, they started at one mm-hmm. when me and Jeff put that, put that up. That was a lot of most How long ago? Five and a half. Well, five years now. Uh-huh. Yeah. Four and a half, five years. And in five years, we've been averaging between 1.5 and 2 million people a year wow. to the website. Uh-huh. Every year, it's gotten bigger and better and more expansive. And now we are on 3,000 radio and broadcast platforms worldwide. We are on almost 500 terrestrial radio stations worldwide 
And I'm proud of that. I'm very proud of that. You put put the work in, that's for sure. Yes. I did put the work in for damn sure, Mikey. Thank Mm -hmm. you for recognizing that. Oh yeah. Um, I, I really did. And thank I, you for because I wouldn't be here. Thank you. I had help invite. though. <laughs> Jeff the ref helped. Mm-hmm. Um, Shirley helped. Mm-hmm. Um, Amelia helped. I mean, I've had you know Mikey Messier for yes. sure helped. Mm-hmm. You know, um, and even the people that hated on us helped. I had. I got to tell you something, Mikey. That happened about two weeks ago. Sure. We did a show on the late pop singer Aaron Carter. And he, he, you know, he, poor kid, he was a disturbed young man. He had a lot of fun, a big fan, big fan, mm-hmm. what do they call it, like a, a following Amelia? Yes. And he's a TikToker. He was a TikTok guy. Right? Yes. Very and much so. so. Always, and, and always He was always on Facebook and Instagram and TikTok. Mm-hmm. Doing them videos. Well, he, he ended up dying. And so we did a show trying to, you know, Paying homage to um, it was Aaron Carter, you know, murdered or a suicide. We did kind of like a whodunit. Um, the people who came on that show, they hated on us so so bad. You couldn't, you won't even believe the hate that we got from young adult, mostly women, but some men. Mm-hmm. Who followed this guy like they knew him. And I thought to myself, are you kidding me? We're just we're trying to put the information out there. What are you hating on me for? I didn't even notice, poor bastard. Mm-hmm. But that hate got us over the 500 mark on YouTube. Because I don't really give a fuck about YouTube. Because I'm not a visual medium, really. This is a radio show. Mm-hmm. And that's what I do. We do radio. If you want to watch this as a support mechanism. And I've told it, and I've been very honest about that. Yes. It, it's yeah. there if you want to watch it. If you do, great. If you don't, I don't really give a fuck. I don't care. We don't care. Huh. Amelia and I don't really care. No, but I know that you're listening because I know I see the numbers on the radio. I see them numbers every day. Um, but we got like 535 subscribers. Right now, I know it sounds doesn't sound like a lot of subscribers. Because Mike Messier's probably got about 15, 20,000. Um, you're working on it, though, I'm sure. Yeah, working on it. About, about now, we're not spending any money, though, either. Because there are people who, whoops, oh, Mike dropped his camera. We're not spending any money, like a lot of people buy views. Right. And they buy subscribers. We don't. I, I'm yeah. not doing that. I don't need it. I know who's watching my show. Yeah. A lot of fucking people are watching. My show. <laughs> Our show is airing on their show. <laughs> a lot of people are listening to my show. Mm-hmm. But here's the thing, folks. Listen, this is the end of another week. Coming into the weekend. Enjoy yourself. Be safe. If you're drinking, don't drive. If you're driving, don't drink. Four. Mike the movie maker, let me do this again. For Mike the movie maker, Messier, my dentures are slipping, you guys. No problem. For Amelia the Pitbull Chapman, I'm Mad Dog Angelo DeCipio. We'll see you next week. Same time, same place. Be good to each other. Take care. Bye bye. <laughs>